0: We all may be talking about Malik Willis and Will Levis, but it was Ryan Tannehill who dominated at practice on Monday and reminded everyone why he's the top dog at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. We're going to talk about that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland. Titans fans, the Tennessee Titans were back out on the practice field on Monday, and I'm breaking down everything you need to know from that session first. Ryan Tannehill dominated early in practice and kept it going throughout. We're going to talk about his performance. Also, the Titans made quite a bit of roster news on Monday. I'm going to break down everything that happened, and I'll finish the show with a little conversation about the kicker problems that the Titans currently have. So we're going to talk about all of that on today's show before we get into it. I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms and always free. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Speaking of every day, I got some good stuff coming from my everydayers out there. The Titans have joint practices with the Minnesota Vikings this week on Wednesday and on Thursday. I'm going to be here breaking that down with you guys, and on tomorrow's show, I'm going to do a little preview of what you should be watching for at joint practices with the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, on Friday, I'll have a game preview, and Saturday, I'll be here live breaking down everything that happened during the Titans' second preseason game against the Minnesota Vikings. So make sure that you get subscribed. Once again, throw a thumbs up on the video right now if you're watching as well. The show's always free. All I ask for in return is a few... Presses of some buttons out there, but with that being said, let's dive right into today's news, and number one, like I said, Ryan Tannehill dominated in practice. According to Jim Wyatt from TennesseeTitans.com, Ryan Tannehill completed his first 16 passes, all the way from one-on-ones, two-on-twos, seven-on-sevens, all the way to full 11-on-11. Ryan Tannehill was absolutely pinpoint sharp throughout the day, and I mean, that wasn't the only report that showed Tannehill's dominance. Everyone was discussing how sharp and precise Tannehill looked on the day. And it's funny, everybody's talking about Malik Willis and Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill's heir appearance and replacement. And Tannehill showed up on Monday like, hey now, I am number one out here. I am the top guy on the depth chart for a reason. So Tannehill just had to remind everybody. Now, Tannehill did stall out late in practice in a two-minute drive. He had three straight completions to start it, but then a Fulton pass breakup knocked the ball away from Traylon Burks, kind of ended the streak there, according to reports. But along with Tannehill's domination, of course, there had to be people catching the football and DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks had fantastic days. DeAndre Hopkins looked exactly like himself, according to reports back out there. After a, a slow end to the week last week, he missed a practice, missed a practice and a half, stuff like that. But Hopkins was ready to go. The word used to describe Traylon Burks by a to Z Sports was unguardable. Traylon Burks taking that next step up, especially in one-on-ones, red zone opportunities. Burks is a guy who physically should be able to dominate everybody else. Reggie Roberson, according to Teron Davenport, had some beastly catches in the red zone. And Josh Wiley, who had a very tough day out there on Saturday. The ball goes through his hands on the interception from Malik Willis. He has the fumble as well. According to Jim White, it was Josh Wiley's best day of training camp. So, good to hear that the rookie is bouncing back. Tannehill threw back-to-back touchdowns to DeAndre Hopkins and Tajay Spears and Red Zone 11 on 11s. Um, Had a touchdown to Chris Moore, Chica That was reported as well. So, a very, very good day for Ryan Tannehill. Now, I do want to take just a quick detour here. We're talking quarterbacks I've watched the film multiple times now of Malik Willis and Will Levis. And I plan on putting out an article for Sports Illustrated later this week. It'll probably be on Tuesday. Then Will Levis on Wednesday, I think, is the way that I'm going to space those out. But I'm going to be doing a film article, kind of breaking down everything you need to know from those guys. I'm going to try to do it in a a video format as well. But uh, Malik had a good day at practice on Monday. He was 10 for 17. He completed seven straight passes, according to Jim White. He did, however, throw an interception in the red zone to Trey Avery. Shout out to Trey Avery, who had an interception in the the game against the Bears as well. But Malik, generally speaking, I mean, you look at the stats, 10 for 17. You look at Levis, 6 for 8. And there were reports that Levis threw a touchdown to Gavin Holmes, but seemed kind of quiet in my opinion, didn't hear a lot about Will Levis, and, I mean, Malik threw nine more passes. To me, sounds like Malik Willis is, like I thought would happen when we talked about it after the game, Malik Willis is keeping that quarterback two spot. He is getting the majority of reps over Will Levis, and I think he should because you go back to the tape, Malik Willis was still a little too slow on, on some plays. He needs to get the ball out of his hands quicker There were at least two sacks that I saw that I thought were on Malik because he didn't get the ball out of his hands. But I thought Malik was better. As I said, after the game, immediately I thought Malik was better than Will Levis, even if it was just slightly. Because my big knock on Will Levis is he just was too cocky. He would not take the easy throw and not make the easy decision because he was waiting for something better to come up, waiting for a bigger play to happen. You can reset your feet, take a little bit more time, make a good pass, or throw off platform and throw sidearm and try to get it in. And then the pass is there, but it's just not as good as it could have been. I just thought there were some cocky decisions from Will Levis when he should have got the ball out of his hands or went to the next guy or taken the check down, things like that. So Malik Willis needs to speed up. Will Levis needs to be a little more conservative, in my opinion. Um, quit trying to make the big play all the time, and I'm going to break that down in my film articles this week. So go follow at AllTitansSI on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Titans. I'm on TikTok now at LockedOnTitans on Instagram at LockedOnTitans. I'm going to have a ton of film content for you guys that I unfortunately, because of monetization and copyright, blah, 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 I can't post all 22 film on the channel. So I just want to let you guys know exactly where you can find all that stuff that I'll be talking about throughout the weeks, not only this week, but during the season as well. But overall, Tannehill dominated the day. Still think Malik Willis has the advantage over Will Levis as well. But the Titans' joint practices against the Minnesota Vikings will tell us a lot, and I'll be breaking that all down. But we got to talk about the roster moves that the Titans made. The Titans are starting to churn the roster. There may not be a cut-down day after every preseason game now. There's only one at the end of the preseason schedule, but the Titans are still going to churn that roster week to week. So we'll talk about all the moves that the Titans made here in just a moment. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week All season long, whether you're prepping for a draft, scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. With draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny Iyer has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you're looking for a safe quarterback to take as a starter late after you wait on the position, then you can ride with Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. One of the most consistent, healthiest, and most reliable passing producers. Cousins has great weapons in year two. And a pass-happy offense under Kevin O'Connell. From Justin Jefferson to Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. He'll once again drive a team well that is loaded first at other positions. And me personally, I think stacking Justin Jefferson with Kirk Cousins is an excellent decision in your fantasy drafts. Vinny Iyer. From Locked On, Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need from your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle needs is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle Just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We just talked about the biggest story at Tennessee Titans practice on Monday. It was Ryan Tannehill and how sharp and precise he was. 16 straight completions, ended up 17 for 20 on the day. Excellent stuff from the Titans starting quarterback. We're all talking Malik Willis and Will Levis, but Tannehill is there to remind everybody I'm still the top dog at the position. But now, Got to talk about some roster moves that the Titans made because the Titans are starting to shuffle the bottom of the roster. Before we get into that, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, the Titans have joint practices against the Vikings. I'm going to be breaking down both days of practice here on Wednesday night and Thursday night on the Locked On Titans YouTube channel, Locked On Titans podcast. I'm going to have a preview for you guys on Friday for the game on Saturday, and I'm going to be going live after the game on Saturday to break down everything that happened, and then we'll start it all over again on Sunday night. So make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. It's your team every day, always free, not going to beat that anywhere else. But, number one, the Titans signed two players on Monday. They signed a familiar face and defensive tackle, defensive lineman Kyle Pecko. You guys will remember Pecco, obviously, uh, a Polynesian guy. He's got the big, long, curly hair coming out of the back, nose tackle, um, Kyle made some made some good plays for the Titans in 2021. He played eight games for the Titans. I think it was 11 tackles. He had two sacks, forced a fumble, had two tackles for loss. He had some really good moments as a as a nose tackle for the Titans. I, I'm pretty sure it was Tiar Tart that was banged up at the time, and that kind of gave Pecco an opportunity to come in there and, and and play some games. And I thought Pecco did pretty well. He spent 2022 2022 with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, played in eight games, had a similar stat line without the sacks. Uh, he's an end of the roster, defensive tackle, one down player. You know what I mean? You know what you're getting when you get Kyle Pecco. but at the end of the day, I thought some of the interior defensive linemen really underperformed for the Titans, whether it be TK McClendon, whether that be Tyler Shelvin, whether that be um, Shaquille Brown. I thought those guys underperformed. So I thought, well, the interior defensive line in general underperformed. So I thought bringing in Kyle Peco definitely does make some sense. Um, and it turned out after practice, we learned that Shaquille Brown, defensive tackle, was moved to injured reserve and is out for the rest of the season with an ankle injury that happened on Saturday against the Bears. He left the game early, was declared out pretty quickly. So it makes sense now that the Titans will be putting him on IR bringing in Kyle Pecco to fill that spot. So that's what happened there. It wasn't just that defensive tackle, too. If you guys remember, highly touted prospect and recruit Marvin Wilson from Florida State. He spent the last two years with the Philadelphia Eagles, and now he's on the open market again. The Titans brought him in for a workout. I don't know if the Titans are still going to sign him and maybe make some other moves at the end of the roster with some of the other names I talked about. Uh, Shelvin, McClendon, Naquan Jones has been banged up quite a bit. Naquan Jones missed practice again on Monday, so maybe they could bring in Marvin Williams or Marvin Wilson as a replacement for him, but it could be a situation where they were like, we saw Marvin Wilson and we know Kyle Peco. We just decided to go get Kyle Pecco, who we know knows how to do the job. So I like the idea to go get Kyle Peco as well. Here's the reality. As the Titans get closer to the season, they need to look themselves in the mirror about some of the young guys they have on the roster who aren't getting the job done and say, hey, we need some depth. At this position, we got to go add somebody. And we got to stop relying on these undrafted free agent rookies or second-year players, blah, 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 blah. And that's going to make even more sense as we continue talking about the roster moves. But overall, the Titans put Shaquell Brown on IR. They signed Kyle Pecco on the defensive line. Moving to running back, Jonathan Ward got hurt, knee injury during the game against Chicago. Hassan Haskins also banged up his arm. Now, Haskins banged himself up early in the game. Uh, I think it was on a special teams play, but then he came back. No, it was the play where there was a, a, the Chris Moore play from Malik Willis. It was Hassan Haskins who tried to dive for the ball, and he kind of hurt his arm. He was holding it after the play, but then he came back in the next drive and was the primary running back for Will Levis's first drive. But apparently there was something else in there, but Haskins didn't practice on Monday. So with Jonathan Ward not practicing and Hassan Haskins not practicing, the Titans went out and got a running back, and they signed Jock pa- Jock Patrick who came out of college in 2021, spent some time with Cincinnati. Um, I think he's played in two games with San Francisco. I think he came out in 2020 and spent time with Cincinnati. He played two games with San Francisco in uh, 2021. And um, he's kind of been a journeyman, played with the Broncos for a little bit most recently. He's six foot three, 230 pounds. So he's a big guy. So he's going to be able to take a lot of carries and I think he's a guy who the Titans will look for to try to help on special teams. The Titans want fast, size-speed combos on special teams. And I think Jock Patrick could fill that need, but I think it's more of a just a, a, a body uh, to help with some of these injuries the Titans are having at running back with Ward and Haskins. The Titans also tried out, along with Marvin Wilson, who I mentioned earlier, they tried out Ronald Darby. Darby is a veteran, been in the NFL for eight seasons. He did tear his ACL in Week 5 with the Denver Broncos last year. But prior to that, really solid player as an outside cornerback, part of a really good secondary in Denver. Now, he's probably a free agent because people are worried about his knee injury. That makes sense. But it does make sense also that the Titans are looking for some outside cornerback help. Okay? Because somebody said to me on Twitter, how many outside corners do they need? Well, they don't have that many. Let's go over it. You have Fulton and Sean Murphy Bunting. You have Trey Avery. They've been using Roger McCreary more in the slot this year and would like to keep using him in the slot. And then outside of those three guys, all you have is undrafted free agent rookies. Caleb Farley's still hurt. So you want to move a guy who you like in the slot, whether that be Roger McCreary or whether that be... See, a guy who I'm thinking of is Eric Gar, who was a standout on Saturday as a slot guy. But because the Titans don't have enough outside corners, he's 5 foot 8 and had to play 12 snaps as a boundary corner, 15 snaps as the slot slot guy. He's 5 foot 8. He's physical. He needs to be a slot guy. Think about Elijah Molden in his rookie year. That's what Eric Garr should be able to do this year as a rookie if he makes the roster. You can't waste reps that you need to see of him in the slot having him on the boundary because you don't have any depth there. So you bring in Ronald Darby. You let Darby be one of those outside boundary corners. And then you can stop using guys like Amani Marsh and Eric Garo, who are small slot cornerbacks, using them on the outside because you don't have depth. This could also mean that Caleb Farley's injury is not progressing well, and they don't expect to have him back anytime soon. That's also a possibility. But do also want to say there is a cornerback spot open because the last roster move that popped up was Chris Jackson waived by the team to make room for Jock Patrick, the running back. So um, let's do a recap here. The Titans signed Kyle Pecco. They put Shakel Brown on IR. The Titans signed running back Jock Pe- Patrick. I keep wanting to say Peterson because I'm thinking Jock Peterson, the baseball player. Jock Patrick. And they waived Chris Jackson. And then they activated defensive back Josh Thompson off of the PUP list. He already counted towards the 90-man roster even on, um, or it was the NFI list, non-football injury. He already counted towards the 90-man roster, so no roster moves for him, but Josh Thompson back off uh, the NFI. Um, Tried out Darby, tried out Wilson. There's your recap of the roster moves. Now I just want to do a little, little mini rant for you guys on the Titans kicker situation because it's getting ugly out there. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about Ryan Tannehill's performance and practice. We talked about all the different roster moves and why those roster moves were being made uh, in our second segment. Now I want to end things off just talking about the Titans kicker problems because I'm starting to get a little worried. All right. With the two young guys, sadly, uh, Caleb Shudak and, of course, Trey Wolf. The Wolf Pack. We're on life support here. But uh, things got uglier at practice on Monday. I'm going to explain just my general thoughts and how I'm feeling here before I get into it. want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first to listen each and every day. Throw a thumbs up on the video right now. Hit the subscribe button as well, the notification bell, so you know when all the content goes live. Uh, let me know down below how you feel about the kicker position as well as I kind of start to, to explain this. But um, again, your team every day. Get subscribed, stay subscribed. So, Caleb Shudak, 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 kicked the ball out of bounds on a kickoff on Saturday. Just can't do that. Um, strange to see that. So, that's not good. He also barely, barely, barely made the 41-yard field goal that he ended up making. Wasn't a well-struck ball. Didn't go through the middle of the uprights. Barely went in on the right side. Trey Wolf. (laughs) Sad Wolf. Um, Trey Wolf missed his only field goal attempt. 48-yarder. Missed it. Pushed it. At practice on Monday, according to multiple reports, Caleb Shudek goes 7-for-7. in the special teams period. So if you guys have been in a football practice, you do individual, you do special teams, you do maybe a little more individual, go into some team period, blah blah blah, like that. So during the special teams period, Shudak was seven for seven. Awesome. Great job. Just like last week when he went nine for nine in the special teams period. But then when you get into some practical game situations and the Titans are practicing two-minute drill, and they need to get down and kick a field goal, well, both Schutek and Wolf missed their field goals today in the actual team period uh, circumstantial drills, where they're actually trying to pretend like it's a real game, you know? Get game situations in. So, special teams period, seven for seven, when it matters, miss your field goal. Uh, Shudak was short on a 53-yarder. Wolf pushed one wide on a 50-yarder. And this takes me back to another time last week, every day as well remember, where the same thing happened. We see these guys make their kicks in special teams period and then miss them when we get in the game simulations. It's Worrisome. I mean, Shudak was a rookie last year and then got hurt and didn't play all year. Wolf is a rookie this year. I always thought it was crazy that the Titans were just like, hey, we're picking one of these guys and going with them. This team is in win-now mode with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. Like, they just can't afford to do this. They can't afford it. So, this week in Minnesota is going to be big for the kickers. If one of them doesn't step up in a major way and look comfortable and make some kicks, the Titans don't have a lot of time to play around. None of these are good options. I'm about to go over some free agents for you. None of these are good options. None. Don't get me wrong. Okay? But, you got to weigh your options here. Randy Bullock. He did go 17 for 20 last year. 28 for 28 on extra points. You got a home here, Randy. You got a home here. Robbie Gold, he's like 40, but 27 to 32 last year on kicks, 50 to 51 on extra points. Rand Carthon probably knows him from their days in San Francisco together. Might be more reliable than one of these young guys. Ryan Suckup, 31 to 38 last year, 24 25 extra points. Probably my least favorite option there. Zane Gonzalez. He got hurt. Didn't kick in 2022. But in 2021, he was 20-22 for field goals, 22-23 on extra points for Carolina. Just saying. He's 28, so he's way younger than the other guys. Um, This just brings me back to why I was kind of, I don't want to say upset, but just annoyed that the Titans didn't talk to Brett M- uh, Maher. I know that he had an ugly end of the playoffs last year, but go look at his stats for the Cowboys last year. Go look at his leg and his how long of a kick he can make. Mayer would be the best kicker that the Titans have had in a few years. Brandon McManus got cut by the Broncos. Now Mayer's with the Broncos. Brandon McManus, I think he's with Jacksonville now. I'm just saying, the Titans could have brought in one of those guys, but they went with the two young guys, and now both of them are kind of struggling, and it's worrisome. It's worrisome for me, but... That is going to do it for today's show. Um, Talked about Tannehill's domination in practice, the roster moves, the kicker problems. Tomorrow, I'm going to have a preview for you of joint practices with the Minnesota Vikings. Who am I looking for? Who are some players on Minnesota who should give the Titans a good run for the money and give them some good work? Going to be really exciting to see the Titans play against somebody else in, in different practices. But with that being said, that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland. And this was Locked on Titans.